No, I, I still feel like I missed No, no, I would still read the book. Like, I didn't read the ending of the Jim Hansen biography because guess what? I know how it ends. Jim Hansen's dead? Yes. What? And he sells them up at the Disney Corporation. No. Oh, yeah, I know. Isn't it sad? And then they glass Spoiler off his alert. pipes at the Tonight Show. Oh, that's fantastic. Anyway, okay, so, hey, everyone. Welcome out. To, I'm already recording. See what I did there? I saw. Oh, yeah. Good. Good man. See, you weren't going to mention it. I, I know. Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 330 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I'm Nick Nitch. Yeah, that's right. It sounded more like 11 a.m. 11 a.m. I see what you did there. Oh. Well done. Uh, it's uh, I'm Nick Nitro. Are you? And you are? I'm Jimmy. Also known as Jerome Wetzel. Yeah. And uh, uh, we like to, uh, before we get to what we talk about in this episode, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, uh, the TV King. You can go to the TV King. And check out the... Um, God damn it! Okay, wait. Three, two. You can go to the TV. Can I start over? <laughs> I'm not going to edit any of this. I know. As a, the TV King, where you can check out tons of reviews uh, and uh, which Jimmy writes a lot of good reviews. I don't of. write the Survivor. Review. You don't it's write somebody Survivor. Else. It's somebody else. But, but again, you can write. Check out some good reviews. Also, anytime I find if I'm behind on news lately, I, it's usually from the TV King. So, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, you can also check out. Um, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbeggy. You can get over 100,000 uh, uh, books, uh, audio form to choose from, which is pretty awesome. And also a big uh, big shout out to our sponsor, Pack Rat Comics, for all your local comic shop needs here in Old Hilliard, uh, a.k.a. suburb of Columbus, Ohio. I don't know why I said a.k.a. I think I was going to say a.k.a. Columbus, and I was like, you know, it's in Old Columbus. Right, yeah. a.k.a. was just, didn't work there. It just didn't work there. So if you hear that, Nathan would be rolling in his grave if he was dead. But he's not dead. Not dead. Well, as it's far as a, we know, he could have died this morning. We haven't heard. We yet. have no. Oh, that would be horrible. That would Let's, be horrible. I would cry a lot. I would too. Why? Why? Are, God damn it! I'm fucking depressed. But you know what? You know what is not depressing? Our talk and love, uh, possible love of tons of movies and things we see, like uh, Star some Trek. Of them we love some of them, not so much. Yeah. So which one do we not like? Was it Star Trek? Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> is it Veronica Mars, which is the big chalupa, the is big it, taco that is we talk? It two broke girls. Is it two broke girls? Is it Silver Linings Playbook? Is it American Hustle? Is it the book thief? Or is it When Harry Met Sally? Definitely not When Harry Met, met Sally. Sally. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a spoiler. Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler. But so uh, check that out. Uh, here's episode three thirty of the Good, the Bad, and Geeky. I sort of want to fucking redo this whole intro again. Makes me really. Sad. No, but we're not going to. We're not going to. We're going to stick with this. Stick with it. Episode three thirty of Stay Good the Bad and Geeky, Veronica Mars. After this, the theme song is this. Never. God damn it. Never mind. Warning: The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person, living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental, unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits. All celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. I think okay. We're oh, good. There we go. Are we're, we recording we're, now? We're good now. Am I recording too? You are recording too. Ooh. Ooh. 
There we go. 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 Or it's uh, I could do the other version of uh, having problems with pop filter. Not like necessary to. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. So you said um, you saw like five new movies. I did. Which one? I I'm curious about this because oh, okay. this this is this is a big um, thing. Um. Let's see. Starting with last Friday, I saw Silver Linings Playbook. How did you like that? I really liked that. Wasn't that a good movie? I thought movie? it was a great movie. I, I really did. I did. I oh, mean, yeah. I bought. I bought that on Blu-ray. I loved it so much, and I got that damn song by Stevie Wonder in my head. The one, well, the one they they play it when they're dancing, ah. and well, especially during the training montages, you know that they do. It's really heavily used there, and they barely play it in the final dance number. Which that's the thing. I watched that movie. And I go, oh, it's about a crazy guy. And I was like, no, no, it's about a crazy guy and a crazy girl doing a dance competition. Right. And that is totally not at all what I was expecting. So when I saw oh. that movie in the theaters, I was like. Oh my god! I had no idea. I apparently have no fucking clue what this movie is really about. Well, Morgan was like, "Is it about football?" Because they mentioned a playbook, and I'm like, "I don't think so." And yeah, we really didn't know. We were, it was like on the HBO lineup or whatever. Oh, so it's, like, it's on HBO now. I think it is. That's HBO awesome. Or Showtime, one or the other. It's a great movie. Um, really but then I did it. immediately go on Amazon and order a Blu-ray copy because I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, now, if you get a chance to, mm -hmm. the book, the book is. It, it's not better than the movie because the movie really is its own little thing. Like the dance competition thing is sort of in there, but not really. Well, that's a visual thing. It would be hard to. Well, the training and stuff is, and it's yeah. really more about um, some other stuff that goes on. Like the father, the father actually has a better storyline in the movie mm -hmm. than he does in the book. But there's some other things that are better in the book. Like, you know, they sort of mention in the movie where like Pat's mom said, you know, because they get into a huge fight how to handle Pat. And so Pat's mom apparently cuts his dad off Aww. from every, everything, Aww. not just like cleaning up the house, doing whatever. And there's a sort of a mention of it in the movie, but not really. And that's like an actual major plot point later on. No, right. They cut that out. The, the psychiatrist has a bigger role. And the, yeah, I love the father in the movie. De Niro. Oh, De Niro did an amazing yeah. job. I didn't even know he was in the movie. What? I did it. I just knew oh. Bradley Cooper and, uh, and Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Which, by the way, Jennifer Lawrence, she... Further be stills my heart. I just you know I had never seen her in anything like a year or two ago, and I was like, yeah, you saw Hunger Games recently too. Now, so now you're just, well, you're getting caught up in the Jennifer Lawrence phenomenon. Well, I, I was like, anytime I'd seen her in interviews or on the red carpet, I was like, eh, uh, really I'm not interested. Oh and, my god! And then I saw uh, the Beaver was the first movie I saw with her in it. Yeah, I was like, she was really good in that. Yeah, and then I saw X Men. And I was like, okay, she was good in that. And then now I've seen both Hunger Games films. Second one was much better than the first. Yes, it was. Yes, far. it was. Yes. Um, and then Silver Linings Playbook. And then a, another one of the five movies I'm going to talk about. She was in it. American and Hustle. And yeah. And uh, after The Beaver, though, I was sold on her acting ability. Well, did you see? She's really good. See, I, I think I like her though when she does a red carpet because she doesn't. She's like straight up no bullshit. Not, see, now I get that. Before I was just like, oh, you're bitchy and stuck up. But then I oh. get a little bit of her personality, and you're like, no, you're not bitchy and stuck well, up. Did you you're see the, down the earth. like? Did you see the clip of her at the award show for the Emmys? And yeah. uh, uh, Adrian, uh, the guy from Life and Homeland, was like right there. Yeah. And uh, you've seen Homeland, right? You watch yeah. it. I see. I know. I follow it because I follow you and I follow other websites. Like so five I know episodes behind still. We didn't finish oh, the season yet. But do you know what happens? Yeah, so a couple of broad strokes, but we need but, to finish it. It's on our list. We got to get it. Okay, I don't know that. if I should finish the story, though. Okay. I'm not, okay, not going to finish the story. Okay. I just, it, it's, it's a spoiler. Okay. So I'm, I'm not, okay, so moving along, but let's just look this way. Someone spoils something for her, and uh, it pisses her, like, she gets really mad uh, at the interviewer, and, like, 
the the Brody, the guy who played, yeah, he's just like, look, look, she's just messing around. You know, everything she just said never happened. And she's like, I don't believe you would do that to me. I, I just told you I've only seen the first two seasons of the show mm-hmm. and I, I, I have to wait for it because I'm so busy acting. Yeah. I, how would you, why, why would you do that? Like she just gets so mad. I'm just going, Oh, I love her even more. She's like, she's, she's one, she's one of the girls on my list. I, she, like, she's still not on my list. I don't oh, find her that attractive. Oh, I don't know what it is. She just, but girl I think next she's door, a man. fantastic actress. Yes, she is. Fantastic. And I would totally be friends with her. If oh, she ever wanted besties. to be, which I'm sure she wouldn't be. But if she ever wanted to be my friend, I'd be like, absolutely. She's her and uh, Kristen Bell are, are two girls. I just think that would be a lot of fun to yeah. just hang out with for a day. Well, and if Kristen Bell, you just give her a swap. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's not that's not a code. That is straight up. No, just no, literally Google, give her Google give it. her a sloth. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres sloth Kristen Bell. You are you're you are good. Uh, Dax. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so, anyway, so yeah, yeah, American Hustle is by the same person as Silver Linings, but I thought Silver Linings was much better. It really did. What, okay, I'm confused on what the point of, of American Hustle or what what's the plot of it? Like it's it um, takes place in the seventies, yes. You haven't but, seen it? No, I have not seen oh, it. Oh, okay. Well it's a lot of the same actors. It's got De Niro, Lawrence Cooper, Jerry Remmer, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, Louis C.K. Um, Amy Adams and Christian Bale, who are both in, in the, the Fighter, Fighter yeah. which is another movie by the same guy. Yeah. So he reuses his actors a lot. Um, basically, Christian Bale is like this con man, and Jennifer Lawrence is his wife, but they're not living together, and Jennifer Lawrence has a son that Christian Bale adopted, but it's not biologically his, but he's a really good father to the son. And Jennifer Lawrence is typical, I think, um, I don't want to insult anybody because this is totally a stereotype, and I'm sure most people don't fit, but thick New Jersey trash. Okay. Uh, that's what Jennifer Lawrence's role in the film. And so Christian Bale, uh, he's married to her, but they've been separated for a long time. So he st- takes up with Amy Adams, whose boobs almost pop out in every dress she wears in the entire movie. She's, they're mm-hmm. all really low cut, and they're definitely taped. I love the seventies. And she even has one scene where really, they but... show her being a stripper, and they just have pasties covering the nipples, but everything else is like, exposed, um, wow. like little tassels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I again, Amy Adams is not on my list. So I was like, eh, but she's a good actress. Not yeah, as good yeah. as an actress as Jennifer Lawrence. I hate to say that, yeah. Because um, I, I, I like Amy Adams too, but like the more, yeah. But I just... then uh, Bradley Cooper busts them for their one of their cons. And he's going to toss them in jail, Amy Adams and uh, Christian Bale, and says, we want these bigger fish. If you help me bring down four others, I'll let you guys off the hook. And through the mess, Christian Bale kind of has to bring Jennifer Lawrence into it because they're trying to get a politician who's played by Jeremy Renner. Uh, he's the mayor of Camden and a state senator, and he's trying to bring Atlantic City. Re- I gotcha. It. Okay. And um, so they're trying to con him and get him arrested. And so they bring in Jennifer Lawrence to play like the couple that can befriend the mayor. And so Amy Adams gets jealous, and then she kind of starts to take up with Bradley Cooper. And Bradley Cooper, the deeper they get into this shit, gets more and more full of himself and thinks he's like a badass con man, even though he's just an FBI agent. Yeah. And Louis C.K. is his boss. And Louis C.K. keeps trying to stop him and tell him this story. And Bradley Cooper always interrupts before the end of the story. Oh, I got what your point is. And then comes back later. Now tell me the rest of that story. But it happens like multiple times throughout the movie. Right. And at one point, and Louis C.K. keeps trying to tone rein Bradley Cooper in, and Bradley Cooper resists. At one point, Bradley Cooper resists shit out of Louis C.K. and gets away with it. Yeah. Because he's just so full into this world. And yeah. then at the end, there's a big twist. 
of who's been playing who the whole time. I'm going to bet it's Louis C.K. No, no, no. Louis C.K.'s not involved. Louis C.K.'s a fairly minor character, but I enjoyed him. Okay. But of the main five, somebody is totally playing somebody else in a way you don't see coming. At least I didn't see coming. Wow. Well, did you see the clip online of uh, of uh, uh, Louis C.K.? I think it's he's on Jimmy Kimmel or Conan O'Brien. And he's in there going, he's like, uh, you know that bit in Inside the Actor's Studio where the actor, you know, they get to open up questions. And, you know, these actors in this school, they ask, like, you know, who is it, fucking Kevin Spacey or Sean Penn, a question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feel bad for those schmucks because that's what they are. They're fucking schmucks. They're paying for a school and they're, getting, they're, they're the closest they're getting to an actor ever in their career. And another actor who's making a successful living at it in their entire fucking career. And da, 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 da. he's like, you know what? Because they'll never amount to anything. Those actors, the, the buck stops there with those actors. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the clip cuts away to uh, Sean Penn mm-hmm. going, uh, let's open it up for questions. Uh, you, sir. He's like, hello, sir. I am Bradley Cooper, and I have a question for you. Uh, when you do a character twice in a row, do you ever feel da-da-da? And he goes, and Sean Penn answers the question, and they cut to a scene in American Hustle where he's being, the, like, he's slapping the shit out of Louis C.K. He's like, ha, smacking him around. He's like, ha. And of course, Louis C.K. sits there, like, looks really annoyed and fucking walks out. And then he said, he just goes, ah, he's like laughing. I'm going, ooh, that's sort of, that, that, it's very ironic, but it's really funny. I, if you get a chance, it is pretty ironic because, like, he's, you can tell Lucy K's fucking around, but he's sort of being serious too because it's true. When you watch all those old specials, no one's fucking gonna become better than that. But, right. but Bradley Cooper did. Well, there's he showed exceptions. us. He showed us all right. And he's come so far from his role in the first season of Alias. Well, the other thing I think it's funny too is that I find it really funny that it, it what makes it more ironic is Lucy K just off the top of his head just said Kevin Spacey or Sean Penn, and it was actually Sean Penn in the clip. Which I find it to be make it make it even more funny. And it, it was like what, almost like five eight years ago. So it was like a very not really of consequence. Like he's just yeah. off the stream of his head, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Bradley Cooper got even for his comments. Uh, well, and the thing is, I don't even know if Bradley Cooper. It, it was. It's someone. It's right. you know. It's an internet fan caught right. it and put it together. And Bradley Cooper now is probably going, "Yeah, I beat the fuck out of him." <laughs> Yeah, but so you liked American Hustle, but Play, Playbook American was better. American Hustle was good, not great, in my opinion. So, do you think it deserves some of the Oscar nominations? No, that it, no, not really. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay, but Silver Lake's Playbook was just great all around. We uh, American Hustle, I bought more my wife for her birthday, so we own it. But Silver Lake's was great. Which, which, what other movies have you seen? Then? Um, yesterday I watched uh, The Book Thief. Oh, okay. I, I know that's copy. just that's just a, 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 a going to be a depressing movie. It it's not as depressing as you think. I mean, the end is kind of. I love the book. The book's fantastic. And so, so when the father dies, it's not horribly depressing. Yeah, that's depressing. But that's the end. That's the, and there's still that's the, and then that's the end. Well, it's kind of the end, and then they do like a little epilogue to tell you what happened to the girl, and okay. that's kind of uplifting. Well, because the I, I started when you watch mm-hmm. trailers, and I know this is probably why you don't like watching it. Now, see, I don't think the Book Thief trailer spoils anything. Okay. But, like, if you watch the trailer for the movie The Italian Job with Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Donald Sutherland's in is in the movie, but he's the guy right. that gets killed at the beginning. It starts, yeah. But well, it's a fantastic movie. movie, yeah. But if you watch the trailer, you only see him in, if you because if you're smart, mm-hmm. I know enough about Italy to go, oh, I'm on, why is he only in the Italy shots? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? He's not in any of the other stuff driving the cars or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, oh, I know what happened. Stayed at home, right? No. <laughs> so it, but it's the same thing. I'm watching that, and Jeffrey Rush just sort of disappears halfway through. I'm like, he gonna die? Well, no, uh, he does disappear for a bit, and then he comes back because he does something stupid and gets the army. 
but then he, he survives that and comes home. Oh, but then uh, he dies. But then he way. dies anyway. No, the, uh, well, the book. Well, is, kids, life is great. Well, okay, and this is kind of a spoil. I'm, we're spoiling the movie. Well, but if you've read the book, uh, the book's fantastic, and it's from the perspective of death. Death is the narrator. Oh, that's uh, which right. I was really skeptical on how they'd make that effectively into the movie, and the way they did that was by only not really worrying about death for most of the movie and just sticking a narrator in at the beginning and the end and like one spot in the middle. Um, but the character of death in the book is death as you've never seen it before. He takes no pleasure in killing anybody; it's just a job. So it's like he does, and he keeps encountering this girl because she's always so near death. You know, she loses her brother early in the movie. She you know, loses everybody she cares about, really, except for one person throughout the film. Right. And so she, he, death encounters her and finds in her a unique spirit that peaks he, He's not, like, setting out to kill her or anything. He's, he's not just a guy he, doing his job. He's not in love with her either. No, no, no. It's, it's purely just a guy going through his job and something interests him out of the normal tedium. And that's kind of how the book's written, which is really interesting and unique different and sure yeah. I, I loved the book um it's sold in the young adult section i don't know why it doesn't feel like a young adult book but when i was watching the movie it did feel like a young adult movie and then a lot of it seemed sanitized for a while and then at the end though they took off the gloves or whatever but the movie's trying to the movie's from the perspective of the girl really rather than death and it's just showing us a average german kid living through world war ii Right. And her brother dies at the beginning and she loses her mother and her father's been gone for a long time. Her mother basically gives her away. And so she's put in this house with this family that adopts her just for the meal ticket, basically to get stipend from the government to take her in. And that's Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. And um, Emily Watson. Uh, Watson, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And at first, you know, the first thing you get is the girl sitting in the car and Emily Watson goes off on the government official that her brother's not with her. Like, well, she died on the way. But we were promised two stipends, and it's all about the money for her, and she's this mean, mean person. What you think. And then throughout the movie, you see the softer sides of her. Oh, of course, And she yeah. never mistreats uh, this little girl, really. She never does. And they, well, take in, and they take in a Jew that, and hide him for a while in their basement. And for her to take in this, this poor soul and take care of him and even, like, Go without, I mean, have to be hungry all the time because they, it's a stretch to feed four mouths. In this. You can see that the grumpiness and the anger and everything is more of her front, her anger at the world. She's not a bad person. Well, no, right. It's one of the so things that's in a really that... interesting character. Yeah. Well, and you know right away, Jeffrey Rush is this really sweet, nice guy that everybody loves. So you're like, how can you be married to her? Well, right. it's because it's more than what you see. Well, and also, you got to think, too, in, in the time period as well, it's more of a matter of uh, how do you survive. And for right. them, that, that was probably her way of keeping her family right. afloat and whatever. And so it, it is a big deal that there's not two stipends there. As yeah. cruel as it sounds at first. Right. It, yeah. Well, they make it work. I mean, they never take in a second child. They take in a Jew, then hide him in the basement for a while. But um, And he's, he's actually the only other survivor besides the girl at the end. Is, the, is, is he death? No, 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 okay. no. None of the characters are death. Death in the movie is just purely a narrator. They didn't even like cast an actor. Okay, you just hear hear him at the beginning and the end. And at the end, the Jews are already gone because things were closing in because Jeffrey Rush made the stupid comment defending somebody that was taken away in town, and so they conscripted him to the army. And they knew they were coming for him, so the Jewish guy left because he was like, 
you know, if they come for you, and they so even, me, so they're going to take the whole family. So, so even Emily gets killed. The, the mom gets killed? Well, the end of the movie, Jeffrey Rush has come home. You know, he survived the war. Everybody's happy. And then death, and they're all like, go to bed. And you hear death's narration. And that night, the bombs fell on their town, and they had no warning. And they never had time to take shelter in the bomb shelter. And, you know, her best friend, the little boy, this was his last thought. And then his brothers died. And then Jeffrey Rush and the, the, uh, his wife died, and they talk about their last thought. And then out of the rubble, you see the little girl climb out, and she survived it. And then that's like, and the next time I saw her, she was 90 years old, and she had these kids and grandkids, and she kept in touch with the Jewish guy who had only recently died. And, because then you see him come yeah. back after the war and find her. And she's working in the shop for the father of her best friend who was killed. And so it's like a depressing, but then you get that like, but she lived to be 90 and had these kids and grandkids. And oh so it's like, it's depre- it, she's a survivor. She right. loses everything she loves multiple times and she comes to It kind of set, it really is a very personal story and it hits home. I mean, you, there are so many Holocaust stories out there. Yeah, that sometimes you just feel inundated. You're like, okay, I've had enough. I know the story. But this one is a very personal story from a different perspective. Yeah, I oh, see. Well, I, it, honestly, I thought the trailer did look. And good, the movie but... was really good. I mean, it didn't follow the book so much because it downplayed Death's role a lot. Yeah, but it was a really good movie. Okay, what was the other one that you saw? Um, wait for it. Oh, when Harry met Sally. I'd never seen it. What? Are you are you fucking with me? Oh, I'd never seen it. Friday night. What 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 did you think? Loved it. It was fantastic. Great movie. Thank you. Three minutes into the movie, I'm like, this movie's gonna be awesome. (laughs) Oh my god! Like right away, right away. Oh my god! That's I'm so surprised that you've never seen that before. I thought you had. No, I mean I've seen most of the the other famous movies that genre. You know, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, now I, I. Okay, do you like When Harry Met Sally more than Sleep is in Seattle, or do you like it I less? Might. See, I I think that on okay, and, and Grand, I saw Sleep is in Seattle like the TV mm-hmm. edit version, so mm-hmm. I didn't see. Oh, Grand, yeah. there's not a lot to cut out of that because it's a clean movie. Right. But I still think in, in the order it goes, When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail, Sleep is in Seattle. I don't know. Like my problem is they're 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 not really with each other for half the movie. I know that's right. the point, but like when but you've I got mail, you've got just fun. But no, so it is so much fun. So many great lines. Yeah. By the way, a uh, little little trivia for it because I like saying the line too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole bit where he goes, uh, uh, "Repeat that for me." Do you want to partake in the pecan pie? <laughs> and there's that moment where Meg Ryan looks off mm-hmm. camera and looks ahead. She's looking to Rob Reiner, the director, going, "Are you going to call cut? This is not part of the script." <laughs> and he goes, "No, no, no, no. Look at right here. Repeat after me. Do you want? Do you want to partake? To partake in the pecan pie? That's all improv." Because and that so that's really she's really. Free- like, Let's start like this for the rest of the day. <laughs> I do not care for your peppered pecan, <laughs> but I would prefer a piece of pecan pie or something like that. Yeah. No, right, yeah. and like so that's really her freaking the fuck out because it's not part of the like, script. Confused, like, nice. completely confused. No, that's right, it's a great moment in the in the movie. Well, because it feels very like in a normal conversation authentic, with someone. Yeah. yeah, it feels really authentic. And I, I loved Carrie Fisher in that movie too. And Bruno Kirby. Yeah, they made a surprisingly good couple. They did, and that's before Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher both got. Bloated and big. <laughs> I, oh, I still like Carrie Fisher. No, me, no, 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 no I'm me really too. hoping she'll be in the new Star Wars. She show. is. She, they were already said that well, she's. Well, her, Harrison Ford, and Mark Hamill all said they were interested. So. Well, Carrie Fisher is the only one that's officially signed, that's okay. been publicly signed. Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill are in talks. Okay. But even, I think they'll all do it, at least a small scene. 
But this is the best thing about following the voice actor community. Mark right. Hamill is known as the Joker right. in Batman. Yeah, and he does a lot of other cartoons. I didn't know. You remember the show Time Splitters? No. Where or there's like Tud Russell. There's like a big gay robot, a little boy that looks like Sherman. No, it was on Cartoon Network about 10 years ago. And I didn't know this. First off, Rob Paulson played Tud Russell, the big old guy. Mm-hmm. Pamela Adlon, who plays Bobby Hill. I love Pamela and, Adlon. Yeah, and Louis C.K., uh, Louis, she played the little boy. Mm-hmm. And then the, the big gay robot. Well, that was Mark Hamill. And I'm going like, what? So, so but anyway, uh, Robert England, who also does voice work, yeah. he was also, everyone knows him as Freddy Krueger. Right, yeah. He goes, uh, apparently he last up, he's like, my good pal has been, uh, has, had a trainer bought for him by a studio, and now he's getting very fit and in shape. And I go, oh. And, every, and he's like, uh, we're not really supposed to talk about, it, but he's also about ready to fly over to London within a few months to start. So he's so, so he's yeah. he's in, but they're not. I'm sure they're working out on the. Well, JJ is somebody that likes to keep as much under wraps as he possibly can. Right. And so uh, they're probably not going to make a bunch of big announcements, but I guess we will see more familiar faces than anybody. Expects. I and I'm I'm very okay with that. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I man, I'm I mean, excited. he's a Star Wars fan from way back, so he'll do a good job with it. Oh, no qualms. Well, I I, I, I just done with Star Trek, and he doesn't even like Star Trek. Well, or didn't like. It so I, I I think I think he probably liked some of the newer stuff. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. um, since we're talking about Star Trek, uh, and not to plug other podcasts, but uh, the Nerdist Writers Panel yeah. has I cherry pick those because sometimes they're writers I don't know or I don't care for their work, and it's not personal. It's just I don't really like that yeah. show. I'm not gonna. Yeah, Brian Fuller. Love Brian. Fuller. He has an episode on there, and he talks about pushing Daisy. He talks about Hannibal. He talks a lot of stuff. But he got his start in Star Trek, mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine. My favorite of the Star Trek, right? And and he he even said he's like, look, I know people would, are probably going to hate me here for saying this, but unless you're a fan, you don't understand. But if they asked me to run the entire Star Trek television universe or whatever universe, mm-hmm. I would drop Hannibal without thought. Do it because I am yeah. such a huge fan, and my first person I'd probably get on board with me would be Ira Glass. Ah, because yes. he goes, uh, you'd have Rick Berman. Am I saying that right? Because Ira well, no. Glass or Ira Stephen Burr? Or, I'm sorry, Ira Stephen Burr. Sorry. Yeah, Ira Glass is a composer, right? No, no, Iron Glass is the guy from This American Life. Yes, that's Ira Glass. Okay. okay. See, oh, it's one of the Iras. It's one of the Iras. Ira Stephen Burr did executive producer Bruce, Space Nine. Well, apparently, okay. With Ron Moore, who went on to do Battlestar Galactica. And, and I apologize for getting this wrong, but there are two Ricks. They're, Rick, they, yeah. One for Star Wars, one for, for Star Trek. This okay. is why I get confused. Both of them were Gene Roddenberry and George Lucas's right hand man. Now, the difference is Lucas is still alive, yeah. and then sadly Roddenberry passed away. Was it Berman the one for Star Trek? Yes. Okay, Berman. Uh, you know, he took over the thing, and then some people say he ran the franchise into the ground. Yeah. But apparently, it was like, well, a lot of people go, even though it's not my favorite. But again, I've not opened. I couldn't get past season two. It, it was. It just kept. Nine? Yeah, it got season two is where it started to pick up. And see, season I thought one it was, was boring. Season one only had a couple of good episodes. It was more case of the week. Right. Season two, they started to get a little bit more, more of the, the Dominion plot. stuff in. Right. And then season three, it really, really kicked ran. off. And by season four, they were in full-scale war for the rest of the show. And so I, I've openly, I, I'm not going to, I just do not, what I saw I didn't care for, so I can't judge the show accurately, though. Mm-hmm. It's not like Voyager where I watched a, pretty much a good chunk of the show and sort of how it ended, and I was like, eh. I would do a DS9 rewatch with you. I, I, I would like I w- to. I will possibly think, I'll, my, I might hold you to that okay um i have all the dvds i know you do of every star trek season I, I all the shows you, i know you do and movies. well the other thing is too is it's on netflix too so yeah. you can that's true right have, like cart dvds back and forth right so but anyway uh he sat there and goes uh i work i weaseled my way into the writer's room i saw how everything worked i would pitch him ideas and i i 
was wasn't really part of the show, but I was. And finally, a spot opened up on a uh, spot opened up on both of the shows for a writer. And apparently, uh, he got put into Voyager. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, and then someone asked, "What's the biggest difference?" He goes, "Well, the biggest difference is you have uh, you have uh, Ira and Stephen Burr uh, taking, listening to every idea, good or bad, and then using it at some point." Mm-hmm. Like even the, the even the worst idea has a nugget of, of, of joy in it that you yeah. can use. Well, you have all these good ideas though. They were pitched in Voyager, and and Berman would just just shoot them all down if he didn't well, like it. Say Berman didn't run the day to day after Next Gen. It was uh, Brandon Braga went over and took over Voyager. It was actually a woman. What was her name that did the first couple seasons? But what's Jerry his, Taylor? What's his name? And then Brandon Braga went over and took it over. But what's his name? Pretty much brain Berman. Berman. Yeah, for like, so if they they had a good idea in, in the in the in the writers' room that oh well let we, let's take this and that and mar- marry it and do this like they would do in, uh, well, in Deep Space so, Nine. Berman would would hear about it, come in and go, I don't like it. You're not going to do it. Well, here's the here's the other thing too. Next Generation went off the air, top of the ratings charts, still yes. hugely popular. Yeah, Voyager came on the air, and for a while was the number one show on, for satellite TV viewers. It was very popular. Oh yeah, Deep Space Nine was never on the air by itself. It overlapped with both. It started when Next Gen was still on the air, and then Voyager started immediately after Next Gen ended. So right. DS Nine was always like the forgotten black sheep in the background. That it ran seven seasons, just like Next Gen and Voyager. Oh yeah, totally. They all ran seven. But Deep Space Nine was frequently, because it was so different and so much darker, it was the, the other blood. I don't know. It, I feel like it was ignored a lot by yeah. a, Star Trek fans and probably Berman alike. Well, Which, no. And uh, Drottenberry is the one who came up with the concept for DS9. Never developed it, but he laid out. Well, supposedly the difference was apparently uh, 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 Burr would go, like he would... Mm-hmm. Eric, they would get into it uh-huh. over. He's like, no, you don't, you don't do. No, if we're doing this, we're going to keep doing this. Don't, right. we're not going to do whatever the hell you want to do because it's stupid. So Burr was very protective. Of yes. His baby. He was protective of his baby and also of the other writers. So like if it something. Paid off. DS9 is no, right. Out. And he talks about that. He's like, you know, I, I learned a lot from that because you, you protect well, the good ideas and even the bad ideas, you protect them too. You don't let, you don't let someone else come and push you around, especially if they're not really the studio. Yeah. You know, if CBS or well, that, he also said uh, never pitch a show to CBS. Uh, no, and he goes. Well, and CBS owns the Star Trek right now. I mean, if it was on TV, it'd be on CBS. Yeah, he he sort there of nods that too. Yeah, and that's what worries me. I mean, Next Gen and Voyager were kind of procedurals in their own way. Yeah, but they also had a lot of um, themes that ran through. Yeah, I was saying because Next Generation, besides the Borg thing in the first few seasons, they didn't get a little bit more. Story driven until I mean, the last few. Who always came around once a year, twice a well, year. Well, yeah, but that's yeah, but that's like but that's like any still, other procedural show. The, you have a guest star that comes in. And Voyager got a little less procedural because it was on a journey. Yes. So they had to, but it was still case of the week, and they would leave the aliens behind after a, a, an episode or a season or whatever. They yeah. moved out of that alien space. Deep Space Nine was in one place. Oh yeah, and so they it, had a reoccurring cast of about forty. Yeah, by totally. the end, by the final season. It took them a full season to wrap up everybody's storylines because there were so many characters at that point. Oh, God, yeah. And, because it's and, a space station. Everyone lives there. Right. Every, it's a port uh, for everyone. Orbiting every, a planet. And so the religion and politics of the planet was, was part of the premise as well. Yeah. And I also liked that it tied a lot back to the original series. Um, they got back to the Mirror Universe like the original series did, the same one Kirk and Spock visited. Okay. And, and they did like six episodes with the Mirror Universe. And then they okay. did... Um, they got to see the mirror versions of all the Space Nine characters. And then they brought back the original Klingon captains from the original series. 
and they reprise their roles in multiple episodes. Like the Klingon captain from Trouble with Tribbles and yeah. the Klingon captain from... Now, do you have with ridges or without ridges? With ridges. Ooh. And they hinted around that, especially because for the anniversary episode, because, you know, Voyager and DS9 both did really cool anniversary episodes. I think it was 30th anniversary. Yeah. Where uh, Voyager went back into Star Trek VI because Tuvok served under Captain Sulu. Yeah. And they got George Takai and Michelle Nichols to reprise their roles oh in new footage on the Bridge of the Excelsior, which was awesome. Yeah. Deep Space Nine digitally put their characters into Trouble with Tribbles and gave them their own story. And they recreated some of the sets and the costumes, but they also, like, they even stole a scene from another episode so Cisco could interact with Kirk. Wow. It was really neat. And, and that episode, okay. Worf sitting on the station from Trouble of Tribbles, and you see all the Klingons without the forehead ridges, and they question him about it, and he's like, "Don't act, or our people don't discuss it with outsiders or whatever. But then Deep Space Nine, when it ended, because there was demand from those fans to continue the story, they did like 20 books that are continue the story. Oh, no, it's like, it's like, it's like kind of like how they did with is. Buffy, Buffy but, season 10, And eight, now nine. Next Gen and Voyager have also seen their characters go forward past the end of what we've seen. Because once... They declared them done with TV and movies and retired that um, century of Star Trek. Yeah. They gave the book writers freedom and now all their crews are intermixed and interacting. But DS9 stories, we got, they actually did. Uh, there was a two parter with Worf going back to the Klingon homeworld because when the show ends, he becomes the ambassador. Yeah. Where they actually do talk about and explain the forehead ridges versus the non forehead ridges and why individuals that were seen without forehead ridges later were seen with. Do you now? Do you still get all the books for the extended universe? Ah, uh, I mean, I still have some I haven't read. Uh, I haven't bought any in a long time. That's just a timing issue. I haven't had time. I mean, I read oh, yeah. probably the first. I want to say twelve or fifteen Deep Space Nine books, um, mm. and I read at least the first twelve Next Gen books because they put out an, a nine-part book series. Yeah, uh, which was really cool, um, and I think that might have actually taken place before. Uh, Nemesis. It was like the lead up to Nemesis. Okay, nice. And then they, I read a couple after. I think I've only read the first of the Riker book because Riker has his own ship. Yeah. And Nemesis, so he's got his own book series. Um, and he's got some of the other characters in it. And I read two of the Voyagers, and then Voyager got stopped for a long time because the person that was in charge of the books really, really wanted to put Janeway and Chakotay together. And a lot of the fans of the show really, really wanted to put them together. And they kind of toyed with that in those first two books. And the book publishers were not together. We're not putting a hold on this. But you guys wow. And so they got shut down for like a year or two. They didn't release anything. Yeah. Well, well but everybody wanted to see Jane Wayne and Chakotay together. They you can, uh, 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 here's the thing, too. It, you know, if, if you have the writer good enough, even if he doesn't want to do it, yeah. he, he can undo it, too. Right. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, I, just, I just feel well, like... Well, uh, Chakotay became the captain of Voyager, and Tom Paris was his first officer, and Janeway went and became an admiral, which we uh, have seen established on screen. Seven of nine went back to Earth. Miles O'Brien moved his family to Earth, and then they later moved to Cardassia. You know, Deep Space Nine, Kira Norris became the captain, but they gave her a bunch of new crewmen, because she was... Uh, most of the um, main characters of Deep Space Nine left the station. Yeah. So they had to restaff Deep Space Nine, which was cool. Um, there was a Picard's first officer after Riker left that was in the nine-part book series was this 100-year-old human that always reminded me of, like Sean Connery, the way they drew him and stuff on the book covers. And he went and became Kira's first officer after Nemesis, or 
I mean, they, they've created they really other characters. Characters. And where I stopped during New Space Nine, Cisco had come back and settled yes. on a, in a house in Bajor. Well, yeah, because kid. yeah, because Jake. That, I remember you telling me that in the new, well, se- Jake the new season. Jake was gone for like ten books. Nobody knew where he was. He was missing. It was a big mystery. And then he was looking for his. And then father, he had his right? own book. Um, yeah, like, and he didn't stay with his father in Bajor, like permanently. Well, because his father died in the finale. Spoiler alert! Right. His what, father well, went and joined his mother's race in the wormhole. Right what, outside uh, of time and space, which you you believe to be death. They portray it kind of like death, but there's that scene in the UCS9 finale where Cisco reappears to his wife and says, I'll be back. It may be, you know, 10 years from now. It could be yesterday. I don't know when, but I'll no, be right, back. right. Because so, he doesn't live in linear time. And there's a big adjustment when he comes back to linear time. Right, because, well, I figure, so is that wormhole, is it kind of like the Nexus then? No, the wormhole. Because here's the like, thing that got confused me about the Nexus, yeah. um, which, which you, you sure. probably know way better than me. Sure. So, like, the Nexus can pinpoint you, can drop you any place in time that you want. It doesn't. It's all in your mind. The Nexus basically is like your mind's playground. So you can No, true, but you like can, if you if you do decide to leave though, it can oh, drop yeah, you any point okay. you want in time. But you right? can only leave once. Right. right. But, and you can never get back in. Right. Unless you go find on your ship and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, they said even that one you wouldn't get back in because well, there's a copy of you left in the Nexus. Well, wait a minute. What, so how did the one guy get back in? The bad guy. Remember that was the whole point. He Soren. wanted to. Yeah, Soren wanted, he to, get wanted back. to get back in, but they there's a line where Guinan explains you can't ever come back because if a you, part of you is left there. What would have happened if he did succeed? Died. But would he erase himself from time? I mean, I think that's an, I don't inter- know. That's, that's an interesting concept. I would. I, yeah, I would assume you would just die. So but. technically, if you would let him su- succeed, like maybe evacuate the planet, but let him succeed, would it wipe himself from existence and thus save Kirk? Fascinating. That is interesting. Fascinating. And of course, there's the books by William Shatner where Kirk survived. Well. And went on to do all these other things. Because, well, you're also dealing with, oh, fantastic story. Again, uh, Rob Paulson's podcast, uh, he interviewed Jess Harnell. Apparently, Jess, Jess Harnell is the voice of Wacko in Animaniacs. Uh-huh. He lives right next to William Shatner. Oh. And, uh, but, you know, if you look at Jess Harnell, if you've ever seen a picture of Jess Harnell, he looks like, he looks like a heavy metal rocker. He has long hair, black hair down to here. He does have a long tongue, so if he goes, eh, like, like he looks like the guys from. Well, he looks like yeah, he looks like a rock and roller, okay. um, and he goes, he always talks like, dude, dude, you know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. And apparently, William Shatner drove up. He's like, uh, apparently, someone at a local, they did like a little Hollywood shindig neighborhood party, and apparently, his friend, who's also a neighbor, told told Bill that uh, yeah, that's Gene Simmons. That lives he goes, and so apparently, one day he drives up. He goes, Gene, my man, Gene, and of course, Jess is not paying attention. So just turn. Just finally, just happens to turn around because he's getting his mail. He goes, "Oh, hi, uh, hi, hi, William, uh, or I'm sorry, Bill. Bill, how are you doing?" He's like, uh, "I'm doing good. I'm doing good." How's it to be a rocker on tour? And he and he just pretty much and and, and he even just even saying he's like, "Look, people make fun of him for the weird spoken dialogue." He never did that anytime I talked to him except for this one time, and it, it's it, the conversation keeps going. It's very awkward talking, mm-hmm. and finally he just goes. Uh, so do you have a lot of women on tour? And, and Jess just goes, uh, yes, I do. And there's a long pause. And he goes, that's so hot. Like that. <laughs> and then he drives away <laughs> very abruptly. But it's really funny. I, it, 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 they, uh, the Shatner. The Shatner, yeah. The Shat. The Shat. 
Not the shit. By the way, there is a there is a gas place uh, on Maryland where, where I went this weekend. It's a gas place called Sheets. Sheets? Yes. Every time I, I pass that, Maslin. every time I pass that, I go. It's like, man, this place must be the well, Sheets. We went. <laughs> Morgan grew up in the, where they had those around of a Maslin. Yeah. And her mom always called them Shits. That's 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 really in the back of my head. I was like, it's really shit. We stopped the one on vacation last summer. They're not and horrible. They had like a full restaurant. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, the food wasn't great, but it wasn't any worse than other fast food restaurants. Yeah, though. it was like, because I think their big thing was uh, OTG, order to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, OGT, you can yeah. get like, but yeah, it's a one-stop shop restaurant. The milkshakes are terrible, but the hamburger and fries I'm sensing a scene that you like milkshakes, sir, because last episode we talked about milkshakes. Did we? Yes. You know, we talked about crappy milkshakes and you know, good milkshakes. if you had a milkshake, I would take my straw and <laughs> stick it in your and you And you would drink my and milkshake. And I would drink your, your milkshake. milkshake. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. Oh, haven't no, but I've seen that scene. It's 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 a brutal scene. Yeah, Morgan was like, "Don't watch this movie. You'll get yeah." Well, it's not worth it. It's a good character. I mean, it's a time it's a time suck more than anything. So, like, if you if you really didn't feel you enjoyed it, Mm -hmm. then that's really the more crime because the acting is phenomenal. Like that scene is heartbreaking in context of the thing. But then the movie just ends after that. You're going, well, well. So he drank his milkshake and he killed the kid. But is he going to go to jail? That's what I'm saying. You don't know. And you're going, but he got away with so much anyway because of his money. So you just assume. But I don't know. Anyway. Oh, Turtles. Yes. I marathoned Two Broke Girls yesterday. I was behind like eight episodes. Yeah. I know. I, st- I don't know why I still watch it, but I do. I don't. Yeah. Why? Um, why? Because I don't know. It amuses me. But there was really? a Ninja Turtles joke in one of the episodes I watched yesterday. And I thought of you. What, what was the joke? Um, well, the Max, one of the two main girls. Yeah. Her uh, boyfriend this season lives in the dumpster. It's converted. It's like all enclosed. It's like a house inside. Uh huh. I know. Yeah. I know. And he's secretly okay. super rich. I know. What? God. I know. Okay. I know. It's a ridiculous show. Is Whitney Cummings back on the show no, as a writer? She's never been on the show. No, 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 no. no as maybe a, one no, episode. No, no, as oh. a writer. Oh, I don't know. Because remember, she yeah, had she, Whitney. Well, she, yeah, she was executive producing two books. I don't know. I mean, every time Kat Dennings opens her mouth, I feel like Whitney Cummings' voice comes out. Okay, I, I've I, always felt that. Because sure. I, I just, I like both girls, mm-hmm. and I like the concept. But I just Beth Bears, the other girl, the skinny blonde, is this generation's Lucille Ball. She does physical comedy so well, so well. Wow, that's a very that's high, high comedy. No, yeah. I mean, the show itself is kind of weak. Yeah. Um, the writing and whatever, but the some of the dialogue snappy, and those two girls are really talented. I mean, Beth Bears. Well, they have fantastic. good chemistry together too. I think that's what I see. I just see the potential it could be, and, right. and I, I get, and no, I it can't. doesn't live up to its potential. But yeah. Anyway, no, Beth Bears does physical comedy as good as Lucille Ball. I think. Okay. Um, but anyway, Beth, her character, yeah, uh, Caroline, makes the comment, uh, or something about I wouldn't date a guy in a dumpster, and somebody else says something about. I, I dated a guy once, but that's and lived in a dumpster. But that's only because he told me he knew the Ninja Turtles, uh, and, he's, and I guess that would have been cool back in the day. And Cat Dennings pipes up, "If he can introduce me to Donatello, I don't date him now," or something like that. It was really funny. That's uh, I the new show again is still heartbreaking. I, they, I think they aired their finale mm-hmm. um, last week, and they had it online. It was like a full hour episode. It was not bad. There's some obviously plot problems with it like you find out where the mutagen comes from with these weird giant worms and the episode ended with um they go through this portal it's like their uh, trainway station mm-hmm. or grand central station for the utrams or the bad guys where the fuck they're the krang mm-hmm. i hate it krang and when when they're, they're looking through they see all these different worlds and they go oh look it's dimension x that's where the krang are from that's where the blah 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 is from mm-hmm. 
And all of a sudden they look through one universe and all of a sudden they see this 2D animation and people are walking in broad daylight. They see Casey Jones, April O'Neil, and the yellow jumpsuit. It's the 80s cartoon nice. turtles and they're just walking along. And my client's like, oh my God, dude, we look like such jerks down there. And so in the episode ends though, they send the worms into the 80s cartoon universe where the original voice cast Sister and goes, they're eating pizza in broad daylight in front of everybody. And they go, maybe we should, you know, I don't know, take care of that thing. Yeah, let's do it. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Turtle power. And, it's, and you know, the, the part of me that does not like the 80s cartoon show because it is not a good show. Well, yeah, the nostalgia did creep in for a little bit and it was well done nostalgia. It's not like the Turtles Forever where they, uh, where... Uh, they make fun of the 80s show horribly because like the 80s show would like break the fourth wall all the time. Mm-hmm. So in the 2K3 series, it's like, it's kind of like very serious show. They have a, a plot line for the whole season. They follow it to completion and this is the wrap up for everything. So the turtles are fighting and the 80s turtles are center, like talking to the bad guy going, who look at this guy's mug. He's looking right at the camera and the guy was up. He's like, who are you talking to? Like, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And you're going, okay, well done. Well done. And, and then there's also the joke. It was like a, Look at you. You have your freaking initial on your belt. Well, that's just <laughs> stupid. And then at the end, when they meet the uh, the the darker comic book version, the original they're 84. They're all wearing red. They're all wearing red, but they're all black and white, too. So it's colored and black and white. Oh, and wow. the black and white sit there. And Raffi goes, look at this guy. He's got an initial on his belt. Am I right? And Raphael from the, the original 84 version goes, you all talk too much. More action. Like that. You're going. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. This is the, the movie version of April O'Neil's on the new show. Oh, God. It's Truco. Oh no! Oh, oh! What? Yeah, it makes me sad though because I love her on Person of Interest. Oh no, she's now starring in the One Hundred, which got great ratings its first week. So, Was, it, have you seen it yet, or is yes, it is it good? It is. I can say after only watching one episode, they've sent me six. I, I really wanted to marathon the other five, and I didn't have time. It is the best show on the CW. Wow. Well, how, do you know who her husband is in real life? No. Uh, Jason Mara. Oh, okay. Well, the guy from Terra Nova uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. that that surprised me. And apparently, they're very like uh, they're very nice to turtle fans. And he got, and he says, actually, that's where I sort of oh. thought she was cute. And well, was, but um, she's in the one hundred with Desmond from Lost. Okay, I did you watch? Did you watch the Lost panel online or even a little bit of it? I watched like maybe a few seconds of it while I was watching Walking Dead. And, and obviously Walking Dead was more prominent, so I, I turned it off. And also they were answering questions that they've already answered before, so I didn't really care about it. But I'm getting the impression that he's sort of a dick in real life. because Desmond? Yeah, the actor Desmond. Uh, well, he's playing the villain on the 100. Ian Hume. What's his real name, Ian? Henry Ian Cusick. Henry Ian Cusick. Because he got written off of Scandal because apparently there were creative uh, difficulties between him and Sandra Rhimes. Yeah. And so, and but I'm just hearing him talk and hearing how he acts, he feels just like like a real dick. Oh, that's too bad. No, no, no. I know, right? Well, and it and makes me think that he might have got ran off of Fringe too, because remember there was talk yeah. that he's going to come back in Fringe in a major way, and then nope, he's just a head on a on a, on a spike. And I'm well, going like, eh. in the 100, they could kill him off if he causes trouble because he's the like vice president basically of their people. A bad guy. And he's trying to manipulate and he doesn't care if he kills everybody. He actually puts Paige Truco in the airlock in the first episode as ready to eject her into space. Wow. Before the actual president, I think he's called Chance or whatever, who is the black guy from Grey's Anatomy, Isaiah Washington, goes up and stops. So what you're really saying it's it's Everyone who got fired from from, other shows. from every show. Actually, Isaiah Washington's coming back to Grace this. Week. No, yeah, you, you, for for Sandra's um, finale. No, uh, it's it's not that okay. The thing, the one hundred. Yeah. 
There are parts of the episode that go into the stupid teen stuff that CW does, but there's also oh, yeah. really neat stuff. Um, it's a space. They're on like a space station, uh-huh. sort of. Well, here's the thing: Earth went through a nuclear war a hundred years ago, well, ninety-seven years ago, or whatever. Yeah. And the survivors from different countries were on twelve different space stations up above. Oh, and, and they send they within send within the ninety-seven years. They combined into one giant space station, and there's about four thousand humans left alive. So kind of biostar galactica post. Apocalyptic, right? And they're running out of resources very rapidly on the space station, and they're not sure Earth is livable again. And in on the space station, there's only two penalties for any crime. It doesn't matter if you steal a loaf of bread or you kill somebody. There's only two penalties. You go back to Earth. No, if you're over eighteen, eighteen or over, you're shoved down an airlock. If you're under eighteen, you're locked up in a juvenile detention facility until you're eighteen. Those are the only two punishments. Oh. And so what they do is take the like four, the 100 uh, 16 and 17 year olds and send them down to Earth to see if it's livable. The ones that are locked up for juvenile detention. When, when you're talking a population of 4,000 and you've got 100 juvenile delinquents, that crime rate's pretty high. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple characters that get sent on purpose and there's some conspiracy stuff. And some of the stuff on the planet with the teens gets a little CW-ish, but the stuff on the space station with Paige really Truco and has Henry Cusack and Isaiah Washington. I, I really, I mean, I'm happy for them, but I'm also a little bummed because I really, uh, I honestly thought that she was the character they were going to put Reese with um, on the show. No, no, it's she okay. come back, but well, it, no. it got big ratings. It's so I doubt week, she so. will be able to. Unless they kill her off on CW. But I don't, yeah, but I hope they don't do that because that would suck because it's her show. Yeah. You know, or it's, she's, she's, one she's one of the main characters. one of the main characters on the show. Of like so. eight main characters. Well, but I really like though that they added what's her name. Uh, uh, Sa- Sa- uh, I can't remember her name. She's, you know, she was on uh, Barely Legal and Life. Barely Legal uh, or not Barely? Barely Legal Three College Hotties. Yeah, um, legally. Uh, whatever. Barely Legal. Barely Legal. <laughs> barely Legal. Fairly Legal. There's only a difference, rhyme wise, of a B and an F. Yeah. Early, early eagle. One airs on Cinemax at two AM, and the other's on USA. Yeah. Nine. Finger, finger guns your way. So like, you know what, man? You're racist. No, I'm you're racist. You're racist. You're racist. No, uh, no, yeah, but uh, they made Harley character, and that, that whole thing's really okay. Well, let's talk about the big chalupa. What big chalupa? The big, the big I chalupa. Like chalupa. I've, actually, I've never had a chalupa, so I don't know if I like it or not. Well, okay, the big burrito. You like burritos? Eh. Okay, what do you uh, th- like that's big? I love tacos. You like big? Okay, this is the big taco. Let's <laughs> talk about the big taco. Tacos usually big though. They're usually but kind of small. But imagine this is the biggest taco ever, and we're going to okay. talk about it, which okay. is Veronica Mars. And if Veronica Mars was oh, a taco, no, I haven't seen it yet. What? I thought you just said you saw it. No, I haven't got around to it. Un- I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I realized that was as far as I could take it. Did you believe it. me when I told you before the show? No, no, yeah. Okay, so when I got down, I was like, uh, so I, I figured we go, we'll talk about Veronica Mars. We'll talk about anything else. Uh, and then he goes, oh, well, first off, I saw five other movies that I knew. I'm like, well, fantastic. We'll talk about that. And he goes, also, I didn't see Veronica Mars. And I was like, straight up, what? <laughs> like, and then I realized, and he's like, well, let's try it again in the episode. And I was like, okay. I realized that was as far as the believability of my acting could go. And then I was like, I know. You're no Paige Truco. No, my no, yeah, I'm no Paige <laughs> Truco. Um, and so, uh, yeah. But I, okay, so I got the digital copy, which took me a week and a half to get. Really? I got it that day. Well, the, for those who it don't know, it's been a they, week and a half yet. It's only well, been nine days. Well, it, Okay, it took me. I got it Saturday. Yeah. Okay. They only released it Friday. So, so it was a week, week and a, week and a day. Or you got it yesterday. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Eight days. Ooh. So, yeah. So, um... Flickster, can I just say... I, I mean, hate Flickster. I, I love the people playing this together and whatever, but Flickster was a terrible service. And I know why they chose it, because it was the only one that could get everybody worldwide that same day. Well... Whatever. But it was a terrible, terrible service. I mean, it, my copy clearly wasn't HD, even though it said it was. No, yeah. I had to, like... It, wouldn't run through my TiVo, wouldn't run through my Blu-ray player. I ended up having to like hook my laptop up to the TV. Well, what I ended up doing was um, I, I a few days before I because mm-hmm. I, again I'm, I haven't had time, which is very rare for me. If I get a DVD or Blu-ray, mm-hmm. first thing I do is I get the digital copy. Oh, and it wouldn't stream for me. I had to download it before it would play and right. download Flixster's um, software. Yeah, because when I tried to stream oh, that's it, it shitty. kept stopping. See, now this is where and then it was doing the audio and it wasn't showing the video. Flixster sucks. Yeah, I, I am not. No, I don't. Well, I signed up. Uh, some of the movies I have have ultraviolet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I found I lost my Spider-Man code. I still have to get it, but I don't want to because it's on ultraviolet. Because ultraviolet acts as the cloud, which whatever and whatever. Yeah. It, it's cool. Whatever. It's another way to view it. That's great. My problem is that, uh, and granted, I, I, I'm not saying also because I'm an Apple guy, mm-hmm. but literally the digital copy version from Apple is just so much easier. You type in the code. It's in your iTunes. Okay. And you're done. First and you're all, done. I prefer when it's on the ultraviolet instead of Apple. I sat down a couple weeks ago, a month or two ago, and got all of my um, videos that I never ever download the digital copies for. Yeah. Even the ones that really expired, there's only one I couldn't get. Um, all the expired ones worked anyway, except for one. And the studio just said, sorry, no way. Uh, I can't remember what studio, but apparently it's, there's one studio that doesn't honor the expired. But. Um, yeah, the Apple ones sucked, and now I hated it because it made me download them, and then I deleted them to keep them off the computer because they'll keep them in the cloud, but they make you download them. Yeah. And then uh, I tried to open up iTunes last week to do the Hunger Games when I got that disc, and my iTunes wouldn't open. It said there was an error. It said reinstall it, so I reinstalled it. still didn't open. I uninstalled iTunes completely off my laptop and then reinstalled it. still won't open, so I haven't been able to get the digital copy of it. Wow. Well, see, I've not had any problems with that at all. And granted, it's not. I don't think it's because I. I hate Apple anyway. So. No, I know you do, but I, I, I don't know. I, I've not had any problems with them. Like I, my problem with Ultraviolet was, uh, and with Flixer, and this is how it pertains to Veronica Mars. I had to sign up for Ultraviolet and Flixer, and then you yeah. can link the accounts together. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that kept malfunctioning this weekend too. Last weekend. Well, that's what was happening. It yeah. well, see that that wasn't what kicks when when Rob Thomas poses Kickstarter thing. We've heard complaints that it's not downloading the, the copy itself is down downloading properly, or it's a slow download times. Mm-hmm. Nothing in there said this. So when I did it, I tried doing everything. It was a, a problem linking the accounts, and they said, "Well, you need to create a new account." Mm-hmm. No, I just I spent like a whole week playing like twenty movies in my ultraviolet. Yeah. And and some of them I even forego the digital copy and literally the digital copy I got the code it downloaded right away I had no problems with it mm-hmm. so I if I now get another version of this I will not I will avoid ultraviolet like the plague I mean I'm getting it anyway because it's part of the cost so I've been putting it in and like I think personal interest to put the whole season on for me um, on ultraviolet pretty sure season one Blu-ray yeah oh I, wow nice I mean I we are gonna eventually get rid of cable and move everything to the cloud so I'm going ahead and. No, yeah, now. sure. Me For too. Later. It's it's just my it's frustrating. Is Amazon, because a few of the digital. Oh, I do I had, Amazon. Amazon uh, is awesome. The only thing I had problems with that was the Disney digital copies. I downloaded from Amazon, and then I'd still end up having to pay three or four dollars because the price was different than what Disney would right. first. And eventually, Disney did refund or Amazon refunded me the money. Disney would not refund me the money. 
Well, I ended up having to do the whole thing where uh, I contacted Flixer support. They said, well, we can't help you. And I'm like, what? And I did ultraviolet. They go, well, you need to contact Flixer. So I copied forward both of those emails to Veronica Mars. And they were just like, we are so sorry. Option one, uh, you yeah. follow the workaround that we're forcing Flixer to give you, yeah. which is you have to recreate a new account. They'll combine all the accounts into one. That could take a week or so. Or you can buy a new version from iTunes or Amazon and reimburse. and reimburse me. But and so I, I did that. I thought about that, but I was like, I don't want to take that $10 from them. Well, no, I, mine was because I got the high def version of Veronica Mars from iTunes. It yeah. was 20 bucks, but they reimbursed me the, the 20. Okay. So I, yeah, it, it's, I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to take the money from the movie production. And I'm like, I'm getting a Blu-ray eventually. It's a shit. No, copy me too. But here's the house, thing. My, at least I got to watch it. But I, I took uh, my dad and uh, my girlfriend to see Veronica Mars in the theaters. Really? Yeah. So we, I saw it before. That's what I'm saying. I still kind of like to go to the theaters. I, it, it's cool. Well, see, I thought it was really cool because anytime I've seen a Warner Brothers movie since even like mm-hmm. November, and I knew the movie was coming out, not Veronica Mars, I finally saw the Godzilla trailer on the big screen. And that, yeah. that just, you have no idea. Because every time I see a movie, like, I'm like, the Godzilla trailer. It's a Warner Bros. Yep. movie. They got no, they never fucking showed it, and then they finally showed Veronica Mars. So the, the entire and time Veronica I was Mars screaming. Did well at the box office. Two million dollars on two hundred three hundred screens. No, less than that. I thought it was three hundred. They're moving it up to three hundred. Oh uh, no, I thought they were moving it past it. Oh, whatever. They said in terms of money per screen, rounding up, they were in terms of money per screen. They were second that week. Yes, that's amazing. And considering they're well, see, I thought they were poor. That Thomas said it was like it's two hundred fifty-one screens. And and they're they're expanding up past three hundred to see. And of course, all the marshmallows came out to support the movie. My dad and I were really in, obviously we watched the show, um, but my girlfriend never seen it before, and she's like, it was a little confusing, but the first five minutes cleared oh, it up I pretty quickly. What? Oh yeah. my! Oh, she, it's just not her style. She really enjoyed it. Uh, 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 my girlfriend really enjoyed. It. She really thought it was really good. She's like, I think I've never I seen any it of it. I thought it was fantastic. I now, thought it was. It was like an extra long episode, which is fine. But that's not a complaint. Some people took that as a complaint in their reviews, but those were people that never watched it. Now, see, I, I didn't think it was an extra long. I, I actually thought it felt like a more contained story. There were some little things here and there that I, I did have problems with that people pointed out, like uh, when they asked um, Wallace to break into the school and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I can't do that. Okay, sure. Well, that's kind of how he was in the series, too. Well, yeah, but it's like he has a serious job now that yeah. he could get him fired. That's yeah, the kind of stuff. The, they kind of fell back into their old high school pattern. I, and they did a good job serving uh, all those characters. I know they, Rob Thomas said if they move forward with a sequel, which has not been ordered but looks positive at this point, right. that he's not going to worry about bringing back everybody. He's going to do a more contained. But that's fine. This one, he felt like he needed to bring everybody. Oh, totally. And actually, it, it acts as a series finale. Well, he wrote another script for the movie first, and then decided he couldn't just make that movie. He needed to set it up. So this movie was the setup to that. And that script, they're publishing as a book next week. I didn't hear that. Okay, yeah. wow. And awesome. they're actually going to do a number of official books. Um, this will be the first one. But the first book that comes out is the movie idea he wanted to do and then felt he couldn't do it without the setup. Okay, so let me first ask you, when the show ended, were you on Team Piz or were you on Team Logan? Oh, Logan. Nobody what, what, Piz. What about the movie? Are you still on Team Logan? Or are you still yeah, on... I mean... Uh, okay. See, I'm not. I, I watched... Okay, when no, you're watching this... are done. That's the last time we'll ever see Piz. And that, that pisses... I hate to say that pisses me off because... 
I don't care for Logan anymore. After watching the, the movie... Logan was more better in the movie than he was, ever was in the show. Yeah, but he I... He was an asshole in the show. He was an asshole in the show, but I, I, I just... I, I think when you watch the show, because you know that she's still young and all that, that yeah. you forgive her for what she's doing. And when you're watching this, you go, I well, I don't side with her on this. I'm, I'm team Piz. Her. Okay, t- Piz is the better choice and the smarter choice. Well, I, I agree with that. But here's why you forgive her still. And they made, Rob Thomas talked about making this a big theme in the movie is she's an addict to this time and this place and these people. And I get that. And there was a lot of addiction themes. And of course and, and she's going to go to Logan. But Logan stepped it up. He's cleaned himself up. He's military now. He saved her father, life. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I still am not better than he was. He deserves her now. I don't. I see. I don't feel. I don't feel that way at all. I don't know, man. I just thought like the entire time I groaned during that because I was like, I knew it was going to happen, but I I thought there would be like a little bit more. I I I I don't know. I really like Piz. Piz because I I I was I was totally team. Piz deserves better. He does. Yeah, but I really... I mean, she kept fucking with him until he got tired of it. And, and he rightfully so, right. I, I just, I think it's also sad, too, because Chris Lowell is, is a really good actor. I like Chris Lowell. No, I, I just, know, I know. I, I just feel that... Veronica I, never belonged with Piz. They never felt right together. See, I, I thought in the movie they... Piz represented the lifestyle that she thought she should have. And in the movie, she came to terms with who she Right. Instead of who she thought she should. Be. I don't know. I because I saw some other reviews out there too, and I felt the same way. Which is, it's like it's a, it, like, and I understand. And they they bring up all the points that you said. Well, yeah, it's an addiction, and I get that. But at the end of the day, like you know, because I think Piz could have accepted her being an addict, moving back there. I really do think he could have dealt with that, and they could have stayed together. It's just little things, little things that she yeah, won't. I, I, yeah. I, I, the fans overwhelmingly were for Okay, it. now here here if we do get a sequel, I'm gonna tell you right now, here's what I think it's gonna be about. It's gonna be a, Yes. Has to be. Because that was I'm too big an ending for him. And I'm still confused on what really happened there. He went back to his gang. But 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 I'm confused because I took it that was he gone really at all from yeah. the gang? Because at first I'm thinking that, but I got confused on the whole gun thing. So, because first off, you know who was in the car, right? Yes. It was it was uh, mother, it was uh, Kane's, yeah, Kane, you know, yeah. Kane, yeah, right. So, always the Kane family, always, always the, Kane. the damn Kane. And they and they 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 never really dropped that in and kept letting you know that oh that's what's his name. It was it was it, mentioned. It was mentioned, but it wasn't but, hammered in. No, right. And so I and, and I, my well, dad was great it. when she broke into the Kane household and there were the pictures. Of the two Kane children on the wall, the portraits. In the, this movie? Yeah. When she broke in to get the hard drive in Mr. Kane's house. And there were the two big portraits of Amanda Seyfried's character and what was it, Eddie or whatever. Character, the two guys. I don't remember. The two kids, Kane's children. See, the great thing is I have this now. I can watch it again. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't want to watch. Yeah, the Kane's played into this. A little bit. Right, yeah. but, um, and then and of course that's where Mac works at now is Kane's. Not anymore. That's the end of the movie. She quit Kane to go back and work with Veronica. See, I thought that she was. I see. That's a, that's what well, I'm saying. They didn't explicitly say she quit Kane, but the ending implied, and Rob Thomas confirmed that he meant it to imply that she quit Kane and went back and working with Veronica. Veronica. Okay, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, it's really cool, but I uh, see. I I took something that 
Because the other thing that was confusing to me was something about the gun had the numbers ridged off, mm-hmm. and it's like you had the gun the entire time or something like that. Or That's where I got confused about the Weevil thing. Because, yes, the cops were saying... Weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. Yes. <laughs> Very clever, you. Very clever. But I, I got confused on that because that the whole scene, the, the narration that Veronica provides is that, you know, that, yes, at, at first I'm thinking, yes, people don't really... You can teach a dog new tricks, but it doesn't really. It, it, it may be more of a show that they learn the new trick, but they're, they're really after something else. Mm-hmm. And I took that as Weevil this whole time has been acting like he's doing this other thing and being serious about it, but really he was never quit from the gang the entire time. That's how I took it. Oh, no, I took it as he tried to make it out of that life and he got drugged back into it anyway, inadvertently. And then was just like, okay, well, I'm with my boys again. See, I don't know. That, that's why I, I think that's why I need to watch it because I got I got a little I confused by that. I do wonder if that. that's going to be part of like the book because he did say Rob Thomas did say that if they make the sequel, he's not sure he will do the other script that they're publishing as a book. He may or he may not. What he may do is set the movie further in the future, but the books would count. I, I so the books I don't will, I don't like that sometimes. Well, I do. Well, I know story. I mean, at this point, it's not going to go back on the air as a television show. No, and I know, and that's fine. So we're talking a total of four or six hours total of Veronica's story. The books allow more expansion. I I guess what I what I'm saying is that if they officially pretty much said that the the the, there was no more books or whatever, Mm -hmm. or no more movies or no more shows, you know, it's DOA, then the books would be fine, and I'd be okay with that. But I don't like the whole thing where you got to read this book to get more of the story for the movie. You won't have to. You won't have to, he but said still, very clearly it, that the second movie would be even more accessible for non-fans. Whereas this movie, fans found it a lot more accessible because there was a lot of stuff in there for the fans. Right. The next movie will be more standalone-ish and accessible to everybody. Right, and I, I just, I don't know that, that the books will so enrich it. Enrich. By the way, the best part of the movie, though, uh, for me, and still mm-hmm. was was the favorite part of my show of the show was the interaction between mom and dad or uh, uh, daughter and dad. Yeah. Rico, uh, did you like how they worked in the theme song too? <laughs> uh, I I also like the the, the intricate uh, uh, tie-in to the phrase marshmallows yes. at the very beginning because I was like, by the way, did you watch the end credits to see if if because you backed it to see if your name was mentioned? No, I didn't. Well, I just want you to know that it is unintentionally mentioned, Jimmy Daly. Unintentionally. Yes, because uh, we are one of the ninety-one thousand backers. Yeah. It thanks us by saying that. Oh. It's like, and many thinks who are nine, nine, uh, ninety-one thousand doesn't, doesn't mention your names, but it does in a, in a non-official way by just saying thank you, nine thousand, ninety thousand bankers. Ninety-one thousand names that credits have gone for an hour. I'm okay with that. Maybe on the DVD you'll be able to look at all the names. Like there I am. There's Jimmy. There's Jimmy. Do I know anybody else? No. No. I'm, no. I'm sure I do, but looking through ninety-one thousand names. Yeah, but I no, I I really enjoyed it. Did, how did you feel about the big death? From, from that was a reoccurring character from the show. There were a couple of reoccurring characters that died. Yeah, well, the Stash's fir- death didn't really affect me much. That 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 sort of surprised me because at first off, in, yeah. even during the series, yeah. he was never really on Veronica's no. side, and so the fact that he did sort of come around, well, he, 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 he had come around to her. He was on Key's side, but you, you could tell that he was like, well, look, he he's smart in that you really just shouldn't underestimate Veronica Mars. Yeah. And then number two, it's like he, he seemed to have some sort of respect for her in that regard, where before there was, in the show there was none. Yeah. I, I It was heartbreaking just because it's like, wow, you know. I miss Kristen Ritter's character more. She officially did? Yeah, they mentioned that she died. 
Okay. I was, sad. I was sad that she died. See, they threw. So, there's so much crap they're throwing out you that I, I. That's why you need to watch. I did it think again. it was cool they worked Martin Starr into the film. I don't think he was in the show, or maybe he was in like one episode. Who was Martin Starr again? He was Kristen Ritter's partner in crime in the movie. Oh, that's but right. But he did Party Down with Rob. Thomas yeah, I did like too. Like it felt like the nod to Party Down was when oh. he was doing the tray and he mm-hmm. was taking the food and serving it to people. I thought that and, was. And uh, Josh, I want to say Josh Hutcherson. That's in uh, Being Human on Sci-Fi. Yeah. Was in was the, the senator, yeah. And I was like, was he ever in the show? And I looked at IMDb, and he was in like two or three episodes of the show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I love the dick tied into the boat thing. By the way, yes, uh, best, the, b- best thing ever. Well, you know they are getting the reboot series on CW Seed, which is CW's uh, online-only web series. They're actually doing a Veronica Mars spinoff, sort of, in that it's all um, Ryan Hansen, who played Dick Casablancas, trying to reboot the show and failing in a funny way. And that's going to launch soon. And Rob Thomas is kind of consulting with that. And oh it's going to be like a show with, it's going to be like kind of a meta wink of like the, episodes kind of, right. but with Veronica Mars. And they did say Logan, they were sure he'd participate, but Ryan Hansen's the, the center of that. Well, I like Ryan Hansen a lot, but uh, the best part is, is that because there is a part, there is a fear in it because you do like Dick, yeah. but you also know that Dick is a Dick. You like Dick. You everyone. Loves I liked Dick. Beaver better, but Beaver's dead now. You have to Beaver's for, dead. Yeah, you have to go for Dick. I liked when Dick it was Dick and Beaver. Dick and Beaver. I really did love Dick and Beaver. Um, no, but, I'm just kidding. Dick's the best. Uh, the, be- the, the there's that scary part in the movie where you go, oh my god, could have Dick finally? No, 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 right? I because never the back once thought that. Well, uh, never. See, I suspect. See, I guess I suspend disbelief in this kind of stuff. Dick's a dick, but he's not malicious. So, like, see, I guess this goes back into our general difference. Like, yes, I understand I'm watching a movie, but I am willing to suspend disbelief. To take the writer wherever the writer wants me to go, yeah. and so even so, like so, like like when you because I asked you it was like uh, when you watch an anime movie, you don't think for a second any of the characters. But like I would love to produce an anime movie where the character dies at the end and just fucks yeah. with you because you would you would completely well, be like, yeah, but it's an anime movie. I was like, well, but it's just because it's anime doesn't mean everyone's going to live happily ever after at the end. Well, first of all, so it's the already, same thing. They already did the surprise evil twist with Beaver. They weren't going to repeat it with Beaver. No, but I and he could just not the type of person to kill someone. And I do believe that had Dick played a part in her death, he would have been racked with guilt. Well, I think so too. But I but remember, Dick can also party pretty hard and not remember yeah. stuff. Well, and, if and that's I was I was thinking that was more with the killing. Well, I don't. Th- I was thinking moved, more. He was a, he might have aware something important, but he would yeah. have been involved. In so, but anything. but the best part is, as someone who'd never seen the show before, uh, my girlfriend was just like, "I really didn't hope that blonde, stupid guy, surfer dude, it didn't wasn't a part of it because I sort of yeah. liked him." And I was like, "Right? Like everyone likes Dick. Like Dick I is sort of that character that you just go, yeah. don't be, don't be a part of that, See, please." I, yeah, I, I take when Rob Thomas says that not everybody would be included in the sequel, that he means like the more minor characters, because we know Weevil's got to be involved in whatever plot. Yes. We know Veronica and Logan have to be in it. And we know because of that. And Dick, Dick, because Dick's always around Logan and her father, because you can't do it without Mr. Mars. God, no. Um, So I feel like that's a good, and I know in the books for a while, at least Logan will be on assignment and he'll just be Skyping with Veronica. Like Logan, Sorry. I, I I know I know I mean There's I like I like Logan and a gentleman moment in the movie. Oh my god! Someone at work who never saw the show before. I got I talked her into watching the movie, and she watched the movie, and she's like, "Why would he do that?" I was like, "Because it's the officer and gentleman moment, yeah. and also like, it, how would you uh, you know uh, uh, impress an ex girlfriend? Yeah. You come dressed up like a badass officer. Yeah. Like I'd fucking do that." 
And she's and she's like, mm. Rob Thomas, they did the uniform just to show you how much Logan's maturing. And see, I took it that way too. Like it's it's also a shine of maturity that also he got his life together. He if did. you watch the show, you're, it was it's complete opposite of what he would. He's still the same person. He still has the temper he's problems. Got the he got things to get. I loved the fight scene at the reunion when all the guys jumped in to defend. Yeah, that was cool. Again, I'm cool. I'm going right back to uh, you. Make I feel I really like Piz. I'm I'm sorry. I'm Team Piz now. Jump in. No right. That's why. No right. And that's why. Piz is a great guy. He's just wrong for Veronica. I see. They I don't, just don't belong together. I I'm I'm sorry. I'm Piz now. Piz deserves I, better than Veronica. And you know what though? But I'm okay with Piz staying with. Veronica. Nope. He deserves better. I don't. I I think Piz deserves Veronica. I'm there. I, I'm going to say. It. I think should they continue and do a a number of books and sequels. That Piz should be brought back in at some point, even yeah. though, even though I liked his ending, um, but I do not think he will. I never did, never will. I don't know, but I also I think it was cool that he was, he works with this American Life with Ira Glass, <laughs> which was a nice little cameo. Also, uh, in retrospect, when you think back in the movie in your mind, do you also realize? Do you try to think about how they shot around Kristen Bell's pregnancy? No, I wasn't even thinking Because about that. there are some times where I think about how they shot around, like mm-hmm. they would shoot her front where she would turn around and look, but like when she's walking up the stairs mm-hmm. talking to Logan, you never see a close up of, of her from the front. It's always from the we are from the side where her clothes are really baggy. Or like when she's talking to this American life, she does look a little bit fatter, mm-hmm. but she's like hiding behind with whatever. And I'm just going, it's like way after the fact now I'm going, Yeah, she was Prager's doing Didn't that. You movie. Like her baby daddy cameo? That was fantastic. She's like, no. Dax. Oh, no, that was really. Dax. It was good. Oh man, I, I lo- yeah, I love Zach Shepard, and also the the other cameo was really good too. The um the Mac kid, uh uh, he's yes. doing the movie with Kev with Kevin Smith right now. Yeah, I knew you were talking about. I can't remember his name. For God, some God reason, I feel horrible. He's a great. He's, he's actually the good. PC, not the Mac. Or no, he's the no. Mac, not the PC. Right. Yeah, yeah Joe Hodgson. Justin Long. Justin Long. Thank you. I knew it started with a J. I, yeah. Justin Long. Yeah, that was fun. All right. So um yeah. Well, but so Veronica Mars is good, yes? Yeah. Yes. Well, see, so there you go. That's our review. It's good. You should see it. That's the whole review. That's it's the whole. Good, you should see it. It's good. You should see it. This episode, it's good. You, you should see it's it. It's good. You should actually. The episode will probably just be called Veronica Mars. It should be called. It's good. You should see it. It's good. You should see it. Okay. I will take your th- comment into consideration. Well, uh, it yeah. could be Veronica Mars colon. It's good. You should see it. But I think it would be better if you don't put Veronica Mars in the title. Well, okay. I'll think about that, or, and I'll tell or you. I'll tell you the honest reason why that the alternative I, title could be a long time ago. We used to be friends. All but right. I haven't heard from you lately at all. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Dan. On. All right. Bye.